Welcome back to Metal Beer and Bullshit. Grab a beer, grab a seat, and enjoy some metal, beer, and steaming piles of bullshit. Hey everybody, this is Sean from Metal Beer and Bullshit. Uh, I'm here with Juan and BN, and on the phone we have a special guest, uh, Conan from Ex Mortis. What's up? How you doing? <laughs> What's going on with you these days? Uh, not much, just right now, just getting ready for a uh, for tour with Death Angel, and uh, yeah, excited for our, our EP release at the end of this month, so yeah, just a lot of new stuff coming out. <laughs> well, yeah, what a kick-ass like, tour with Death Angel, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, We've done uh, their, uh, their 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 annual Christmas show uh, last year, and uh, yeah, that was really cool. And then you know we you know we got hung out with them, and I got another personally, and they just really fucking cool guys. And then uh, Ted, guitarist, he himself asked me if he wanted to fucking he wanted to join that tour. I'm like, dude, no way, fuck yeah, no heartbeat, let's do it. <laughs> right? How can you say no? <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, say again. <laughs> They uh they kind of have a history just like you do. They started out at such a young age, and then you guys started out at such a young age. I mean, this is like the passing of the torch, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were really young, man. And, <laughs> well, I, maybe, you know, they were a lot better when they were young than we were. <laughs> so there is a difference there, so... <laughs> no, no, you guys are you guys are pretty awesome, man. We we caught you, I think it was last year, with Obituary here in Reading. And oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I, was, I mean, you, we were blown away. Like, it was great. It was a phenomenal show. I mean, you were... You fit perfectly in that bill. It was it was amazing. Thank you, man. Also, great fucking guys. Those obituary guys. They're fucking awesome. And that tour was awesome. And yeah, dude, it's just been it's been pretty good. <laughs> well, the band started out in two thousand two. Um, what brought you to thrash metal in California in two thousand two? Uh, ask that question one more time. Sorry, can you hear? Yeah, uh, the band started in two thousand two. Um, what what made you play thrash metal in two thousand two in oh, California? I see. Um, well, I don't know. I mean, um, I mean, I, we. Well, me and Mario, my cousin, um, the former drummer of Explorers, we started the band like around that. Uh, actually, well, we started jamming like at two thousand, at, at the year two thousand, and uh, we would listen to like you know Metallica, Sabbath, and you know slowly got into the heavier stuff or maybe more extreme stuff like I guess um, death metal, th- uh, black metal even, but not so much. We kind of just you know played more of the thrash style. I don't, I don't know. I guess because all of all of our friends were like listening to like Slayer. Uh, Megadeth, you know, and um, yeah, I don't know, yeah, it just kind of, it felt good, you know, it was fast, you know, and, you know, we were going through our, you know, teenage phase then, so <laughs> it, it just felt right, and a lot of other bands were coming out at the time, or, um, you know, like Two by Fire, uh, a little after that, so, um, yeah, I just, the scene, the scene was, you know, starting to, to build again right there, you know, the whole, the whole thrash scene, resurgence, I don't know what they call it nowadays, but yeah, the thrash resurgence was, was there, and we were kind of a part of it, because we were still a little different with our black metal and death metal elements, but yeah, I mean, it was just a, you know, just the scene thing. You guys were uh, were pretty young at that time, I mean, did you have any problems like playing shows in, in California around that time, or? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, um, we would play, um, we played, you know, whatever venues we can, because, you know, the of our age, um, not so many bars, but some some bars were would allow us, and we would have to like get off stage and get outside after our set, you know, or we, we couldn't even hang out before our set either. But um, 
yeah, it, it was pretty, it was pretty uh, restrictive. But uh, we would play more uh, backyard at that time, and we would just go to all over SoCal <laughs> and play like every weekend or whatever we could. And my dad actually would drive us everywhere because you know, we were fairly like 15, 16, and and uh, yeah, that's how that's how we got into the whole the whole uh, the whole band thing, I guess. Well, what was the scene like in L.A. around that time? I mean, I mean, L.A. wasn't always exactly known for its thrash and death metal scene, so I mean, it had to be, I mean, a bit different. Well, I mean, you guys had to be pretty prevalent in that scene, I would say. Um, I, I think we we started making a name for ourselves because we would just jump on any any show and just kind of play with uh, whatever you know kind uh, whatever style kind of bands that were playing. So we would play with just a lot of uh, black metal, death metal, and even thrash metal, even though it was not there was very few of that at that time. Um, but uh, I think because of that, we would like write our songs to kind of match the whole all the different styles that we were playing with, so we could you know appeal to to those to those those crowds that were into that specific kind of style. But um, I don't know, man. I think we just did that, and uh, people started recognizing us because, like, oh yeah, there's those guys that fucking play everywhere. <laughs> at, at least in SoCal, in the SoCal scene, whatever. But uh, no, actually, we, there was it was like mostly like death metal stuff we played with. It seems, um, at least at the time. At least that's what we would jump on. <laughs> and then uh, afterwards, uh, when we started, you know, doing more venues, we got a little older. We were able to play more uh, more bars and stuff. Um, yeah, that's that was like after the thrash resurgence. So we would pretty much like for the you know majority of the shows we played more thrash shows. Nice. In oh eight, you uh, you signed with uh, heavy artillery, blah, blah. right? Tongue tongue tied there, heavy artillery, and uh, you put out the uh, in hatred's flame album. They uh, they were they weren't the biggest label at the time, but they had some really good up and coming bands in there. Did that help you guys grow? Did it give you like touring opportunity? Did it give you what I'm getting at is what where did you guys go with that? Well, yeah, that was that was a good um, that was a good step for us because we never have never done anything like that before. So uh, that was that was definitely a, a, I guess what do you call it like a like a certificate of approval like <laughs> for uh, you know. For agents and whatever, and uh, yeah, it, you know, helped obviously distribute our our music, and um, we jumped on tours with uh, Bonded by Blood, with Chavin and Vector, who, um, and and, uh, and got in contact with the other bands at the time too, which was like Enforcer, and now you know we actually toured with them now, you know, way in the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was good. It was good for us. It was a good push. Uh, obviously, they went. Under the Eurek bought them off after a while, so we we kind of got out of that because we didn't like the deal that they were posing. But um, but yeah, that was definitely a, a, a good break, you know, to get started because we we didn't know what the hell we were doing there, and honestly, we still don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's just like you know, we just keep keep keeping on and fucking you know, more opportunities come, better ones too, and you know. Are those releases still available? Say what? Are, are those releases still available? Um, you know what? Uh, the uh, we don't have them, so we were actually thinking about doing something like a re-release of some sort, but that would have to be uh, discussed with the new label. So um, yeah, right now we're we're in talks with the with the label. Can't say just yet, but um, 
But uh, yeah, that that would be great because you know I like playing songs from the the first two albums, uh, but since we haven't been able to sell them or repress them, uh, we've been just focusing on the brand new stuff to avoid any like I don't know any problems. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for someone that's never heard your music before, would it be safe to say that you're very classically influenced thrash with a man of war style vocals? Well, Man of Sweet. War, uh, lyrical vocals. Lyrical, yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> that's pretty. That's, that's pretty, pretty close, I guess. Right? I mean, we've always had trouble uh, categorizing ourselves, and but, uh, but yeah, definitely, we love Man of War. We love Ingve. We love you know all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I just always love classical music. You know, I would. Uh, I think my my first uh, musical experience and even visual experience was Fantasia. I was a little. I was baby watching the shit and I just I just, you know, left such an impression on my mind. Uh and uh yeah just I love, you know, creating those sounds and stuff. So, um and of course Man because, you know, I'm a Lord of the Rings fan and <laughs> anything fantasy like that, it looks fucking epic. Looks so awesome. So we've been doing that for in our artwork and also in our in our lyric lyrical content. <laughs> I found your music very easy to listen to it's i i how do i say it it's not like dragon force where it seems like they're jamming five billion notes down their throat i mean you guys kind of <laughs> maybe i'll give you guys two billion but you know is is that something that you guys went for like we're not gonna like just go over the top with our with our skills or is that just didn't well, happen I mean, yet? I mean dragon force they're, they're fucking they're great they're they're so fucking technically proficient but uh I do find myself like getting a little bored of it because it's like constantly fast, and I don't really find uh, I don't know. I, I I mean I haven't really listened to to them too much lately because I guess you know they kind of like it was too much for me, too many notes. <laughs> I feel like like the movie on my day, too many notes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there wasn't like too there wasn't much contrast and in between riffs and stuff. Cause it's all like fast and happy and shit, and it's like it's too much, you know, like. To me, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, it didn't really appeal to me. So, yeah, definitely we, we thought it'd be better just to... And, and, of course, we can't play that fast anyway. Oh, come on, I think <laughs> you can. So, so constantly helpful. Thank you. I definitely think you can pull that off. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try it. <laughs> but then again, I, I don't want to bore my listeners. You know, I don't want to just play constantly fast and that's that's the thing i think while we want to accomplish something with balance and you know just you know having fun and not just trying to show off all the time even though i guess we, we kind of show off here and there <laughs> no but, you, um, you pull off the technical proficiency just enough w and mix it just perfect with the brutality it's great yeah what you guys yeah, are doing are great i say it's, it's great it's technical but it's still listenable um there's some of those bands these days you can't you know it's you got you got lost like you said with uh dragon force and you guys um uh, i spent the last like three days preparing for this listening to nothing but your stuff and it was uh it was a good learning experience for me well yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. you jumped over to oh, okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, you uh, jumped over to Prosthetic Records in 2013. Uh, a larger label got more attention. Uh, how did how did that come about? Uh, well, at the time, I guess uh, we were trying to figure out what to do after we didn't continue our contract with Eric. 
uh, since the podcast we actually off. So we're like, yeah, fuck that. And uh, at that time, we were working with our manager, uh, Marco Barbieri. And, I know Marco. Uh, you know, Marco's yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been working with him since then. So it's like, damn, when was the first time? We, we, we've, we've known him for a while. And, and then uh, it was after that where we started, you know, really working with him as, as an actual manager. And he also got a lot since then. So he really, he's really the one responsible for really pushing us out there and getting us all these opportunities. Um, so what we did with Prosthetic, we were all, at that time, we were fishing out our Save the Sword record. We, we went ahead and just, re, you know, saved money up and recorded that on our own with Zach Oren, which which we, we were uh, we would go to every other record, actually, <laughs> since then. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were trying to fish it out, and uh, no one was really, I don't know, catching on to it. Didn't, I guess they weren't that into it. Um and uh, yeah, I guess Prosthetic was the only one willing. They were like, "Fuck it, let's do this. This is uh, this is all we got right now." And uh, but it was good. They they they, had, they gave it a good push, and uh, and definitely we had way more opportunities with them. Uh, we had a lot of we got on a lot of good tours, and um, they were also you know awesome people on there that we met, and we're actually still in contact with. So yeah, that was that was really good for us. Is that where the uh, Virgin Mobile commercial came from? Uh, actually, yeah, I don't know. I, I forget who sent that email. I think it was one, one of the one of the crew at Prosthetic that sent an email about auditioning for that particular that part. And um, yeah, we just went ahead and did it, auditioned, and I guess they loved it because all we went for was the whole like cannibal corpse fucking windmilling thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm assuming no one else did it. It's like, come on, this is like kind of what they asked for <laughs> in the audition. But um, yeah, so we just we're just being ourselves, having fun with it, breaking our necks, you know. And uh, yeah, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's definitely... so easy. It's like, like this is what we do anyway. So I mean, granted, the, the the music for that commercial was a little more brutal than we we do, but still, you know, it's something we're very familiar with that we do anyway. So well, you guys, I mean, you guys have you guys have pretty much toured with the who's who of extreme metal. I mean, it's Monomarth, Children of Bodom, Abath, Creator. Dark Tranquility, Obituary, Christian, yeah. Destruction. I mean, I'm reading off a list, obviously, but I mean, it's impressive. It's an amazing list of like bands you've toured with. Is of, of all those bands, like, is, do you have any favorites? Fuck, any favorites? <laughs> all of them were all actually pretty fucking awesome. Like, uh, I mean, not just musically, because I love all of them. I mean, musically, of course, but uh, personally, I thought everyone was really cool and and. And it's funny because, I mean, obviously we're all metalheads here, but it's, it's interesting that, you know, a lot of people think otherwise of metalheads. And for me, I was like, okay, these guys are, like, huge now, and I, and I feel like I'm not worthy, you know, like, <laughs> Wayne's World kind of thing. We're not worthy. And uh, I don't know, I kind of I kind of assume, like, maybe some of them will be, like, not jerks, but, you know, they want their own space and don't want to hang out and shit. But I was actually wrong. You know, the, everyone was actually very down-to-earth and cool, so... I don't know. I can't pick my favorites. I feel like uh, it's like I feel like like uh, like being mean and like you know picking a favorite friend. You know, <laughs> the one or the other might get jealous or something. You know. <laughs> I I pretty much yeah. laugh every time I see a Bath's name. I just think of that video of him running down the hill and and like oh, rolling yeah. down. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. Oh man, he's so crazy. Yeah, he's he, hilarious. He seems like he'd be a blast to drink with. Yeah, but he's, he's a little out there. I mean, it's kind of hard to follow him and, and uh, you know, 
talk to him because he's everywhere. He's just fucking, he's so animated. It's like, where the hell are you going with this shit? And he just, he's, he's crazy. He's a fucking total party animal. Yeah, he seems like, he seems like he has a lot of shit to say too. Every video, like every like interview I've ever read with him, man, he is just fucking way off the hook. Like he's just yeah. everywhere. It sounds, I bet it would be a blast. Yeah, I know. It's great. I think the first night I actually talked to him, he, he forced me. I mean, I, I say forced because he was so passionate about it. He's like, hey, I want you to listen to my Motorhead cover band or something like that. I forgot what they were called, but he, he just put me on, he dragged me to his bus and he's like, put it on. He was just pounding and shit. And uh, yeah, it was, it actually sounded really great. He sounds a lot like Lemmy. <laughs> it's wow. great. It's just fucking, it makes sense too, you know, all of, a lot of the Immortal and Abba thrifts are like very like Motorhead-like and it just right. kind of clicked right there. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> After the uh, after the album ride, uh, uh, you know, I, uh, I lost my train. Right forth. Yeah, right <laughs> forth. Wow, got tongue tied. Beer too early. Did you? Uh, yeah, no, right. Mario left the band. Did you see this coming? Was there any signs that this was going to happen? Uh, well, no, not really. I mean, I mean, me and him, we grew up together, and and uh, we're still very close. I actually help him to this day with uh, uh, screen printing. Uh, shirts and all this stuff uh but i he's always like um he always complained about drums because we, we me and him actually started off playing guitar <laughs> he would in the very beginning of exmortis was actually him on guitar as well and um at the time we couldn't get any good drummers because you know how hard that is to come by you know <laughs> everyone's playing guitar you know so with him we were, i guess everyone is a kind of group decision to force him to play drums because he was the best one on drums at the time. Wow. So, yeah, he was, so he just kept playing and, and I guess from all the backyard shows that we would play, he just got way better and better. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, he, he he was a great drummer, but, like, he, he stopped because he's got uh, bone spurs in his fingers. Oof. And uh, probably developed from all the, you know, the stick, how he held the sticks maybe or something like that. And, he hated doing the whole drum thing because there's so many fucking parts and it's so expensive. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> so oh, he's like, all that, all that coming together, and he's like, you know, fuck this. I, I really don't want to do this anymore. So uh, I don't blame him. Well, but, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Again? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was so, about to jump in, but go ahead. Oh, no, go for it. No, sorry. Here, oh. Go for it. On the sound of steel, you got Carlos from Warbringer. I mean, how was that transition? Oh, that was that was really cool. I mean, we've known him for a while too. Uh, when we would play with uh, Hexen back in the day, and uh, he was with them, and then he joined Warbringer, and we played shows with them too. So we we've known him for a long time. And um, at that, at that when, uh, I really wanted to release the next album when Mario and even David quit. So I I asked uh, Chase and Carlos of Warbringer to fill in because you know old friends and uh, they were more than willing to like, help out. So saved my ass right there but um but Chase definitely wanted to, to uh stick around and be in the band carlos is you know warbringer is his baby so he's putting all his effort and effort in that so so i don't blame him for not sticking around because that's a lot of shit yeah <laughs> but but um yeah afterwards we got uh our new guy adrian after uh for the obituary tour in europe actually with him we had we had like two weeks to get ready to leave it was like a last minute my decision to go to Europe with the obituary and uh, we needed to like decide that night that I got the call and, I, and we didn't have a drummer so I was like shit I just knew about Adrian 
um, we were talking at the time, like tr- trying to get a, um, trying to get to get into audition, and uh, I was like, "Hey, dude, this is your audition. Can you can you go to Europe with us in two weeks?" <laughs> and learned the whole set, and he's like, "Hell yeah, let's do it!" And it was fucking stressful two weeks, but we got we got through it, and we went to Europe with Obituary, and then. <laughs> That's, so that's yeah, crazy. Uh, both, all great drummers, of course, and uh, um, but yeah, but Adrian, of course, decided to stick around, of course, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been good since. So I hope hopefully this is the lineup we stick with, and no more fucking changes because we've been <laughs> notorious for we've been in for, yeah we were fucking up for like having lineup changes all the fucking time. It's a uh, <laughs> it's a it's a shame and it's a joke. Really, it's funny. <laughs> well, I hear you with the lineup changes. It always it always plagues a band, um, but you have an EP coming out. Um, why did why'd you go the route of the EP? Um, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a last minute thing, I guess. I, I've always wanted to release like a I guess horror Halloween theme, and you know, be cheesy like that. I, I don't know. I love Halloween. I love horror movies, so I always wanted to do something like that. Um, so after the Venom tour, I guess especially with that tour, you know, being around Venom and all their songs and shit about them. <laughs> I figure like, man, this, we'll get home, let's record a fucking EP of some sort and just see if we can get, uh, you know, Halloween release. It might be time, you know. And uh, sure enough, we were able to book uh, a few days to record it and, uh, yeah, get everything ready uh, for the production, the release on uh, October 25th, which is pretty close to Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it's close. Close enough, you know. Yeah. Everyone will be, everyone's in spirit, it seems, anyway, this month, you know. So, right. Um but yeah, it was just like a last minute thing, like a little, a little, uh, what do you call those? A little, on a whim, we just kind of did it and we uh, recorded some of our favorite themes that are, you know, inherently heavy. So we thought it'd be easy just to kind of just translate it to guitar and even drums. Yeah. There were no drums already existing. I was going to say, I mean, there's a couple covers of like movie scores in there and, uh, you know, where, where did, where, you just answered the question of where did that come from of, you know, Halloween and stuff like that. But those were some really interesting choices, I do have to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, uh, they're my, my, well, not just mine, but like collectively, the whole, whole band, but some of our favorites to uh, to watch. You know, as, as a kid, I loved Beetlejuice and, uh, of course, Fantasia, that uh, Night on Bald Mountain was the same version from the Fantasia uh, cartoon. And, um, and Psycho 2, you know, classic... Uh, Maybe proto slasher flick, you know. I don't know. I don't think it was the first slasher flick, but you know, the classic mm, one. <laughs> what a great close. soundtrack, right? I don't remember which one was the first one. Yeah, I know. I, I'm the same way. <laughs> well, the video for but, Beetlejuice was pretty awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just watched that this that morning. Pretty, uh, pretty silly. I thought it would be fun to see everyone dressed up as Beetlejuice and just. To jam out to it. <laughs> yeah, it worked well. Did you guys like? Was it a good time? Was it a fun video to do? Or yeah, and, and, I mean, we were, we recorded it with um, our, our friend that we know for a long time too, Alan Alan Falcon. He uh, he also records a lot of the stuff I do, like uh, like on my own with like solo covers and all that shit. So yeah, it was easy to just knock it out and just fucking have fun with it. Uh, I'm pretty much done here. Um, um, what else you got? I don't have anything else. I mean, we'll see you in Lancaster with Death Angel. December 3rd. Fuck yeah. Yeah, December 3rd when you come. We'd like to be cool if we could get another quick interview with you then in person. 
maybe you yeah, would, why, like, why not? Sure. We have a uh, a new thing coming up here in Reading that uh, we uh, we do like a metal trivia night, and we give away free gifts and stuff like that. And uh, the second one that we're doing, we're giving away tickets to that to the Death Angel show that you're on. And uh, oh, ma- maybe when we get really? when we come to that show, I would like to maybe get like one of your vinyls and get you, all you guys to sign it, so that could be a gift for or a prize for the. I guess that would be the December show. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Fucking sick. Yeah, because we're definitely gonna be playing your when Legions of the Dead comes out. I want to. I want to buy it so we have it for the next uh, trivia night. I want to make sure we play that. I mean, because we're gonna be spinning vinyl in between each of the trivia rounds. So. Oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, man. But let's yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Like we're looking forward to seeing you again and uh, meeting you in person. And uh, yeah, thank you. It's fucking chill. Whatever. I mean, I'm. Uh, yeah, we'll, where we're coming from, but it's not going to be far, so we'll probably be there early. So, honestly, show up anytime. We could we, hang out. We're we're about forty minutes away from from at, Lancaster, yeah, if that. Most. On a good oh, traffic, okay. we could on a good traffic. Uh, Sean could probably get us there in you know twenty five minutes. <laughs> cool. He drives. Yeah, just fucking shoom, fucking zooming <laughs> purple. Yeah, yeah, it definitely ain't the four oh five. Like we can get there pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm down. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us. We really appreciate it. Hey, no problem, man. Pleasure's mine. And uh, we will see you in Lancaster December 3rd, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You got it, man. All right, Thank take you it so easy. Much, guys. Yep. Thank Here's you. Have a good one.